When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Amazing Avenue's Modern League Podcast. I'm Steve Seiper, and I'm joined this week by Lucas Vlahos, Ken Lavin, and Thomas Henderson. How you guys doing? Good. good. doing well. So I heard there was some mystery about my uh, whereabouts last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was, it was nothing particularly uh, interesting, so. All right, um... We will start off with Promote Extend Trade. And today is August 21st. And that means that there are 132 days left in the year. Now watch this. There's 132 days left in the year. One, three, two. In baseball, a lot of number ones wore number 32. See what I did there? Nice, nice. Mm. All right, so who are we going to promote extend trade of all these ace pitchers, these number ones that wore number 32? Sandy Koufax, Steve Carlton, Roy Halladay. Hmm. Koufax, Carlton, Halladay, I think. Mm-hmm. In that order. Yeah, yeah but Carlton was a Philly, so... Yeah, so was Holiday. So was Holiday. <laughs> but I think of him as a Blue Jay. But yeah. Yeah. 
I have to trade Halliday just because he threw that perfect uh, no hitter, perfect game, whatever it was in the playoffs for the Phillies. It was a perfect game against the Reds. I mean, that sucks. I mean, good for him, but at the same time, it was for the Phillies and it benefited them. So that sucks. Not that I want to make this dark, but I feel like Halliday does not get enough. It feels like he got more of a pass than he should have for. the manner in which he crashed that plane. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go Google it. So I, I am not. I used to love him, and I have some harsher opinions of him now. He was intoxicated, or it was more than just alcohol. It was harder. Uh, more and doing dangerous shit on top of it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I would have traded Steve Carlton because he is like more known for being a Philly than Roy Halladay is, but his name that's, is Steve. Right. <laughs> so I used him in my sister's wedding speech. So because all Steves are, you know, awesome. And Roy Halladay was kind of like a throwback, you know, pitcher. Uh, 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 in the era in which he pitched, not a lot of guys threw as many innings as he did, uh, threw as many complete games as he did, and all that kind of stuff. So, a guy like him was refreshing, but then, you know, he did go to the Phillies, so. Koufax, oh, of course. Yeah, oh, Koufax is, he was just like one of the legends of the game type thing, where I'd, Carlton is underrated, probably, in that sense. Um, and Holiday is, he gets lost a little bit in how good pitchers are now, but Kovacs was like a special breed. Kovacs, the way Kovacs did it too was so unique is maybe too strong a word, but so he very much had his own. Ahead of his time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Maybe that's the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, He, He was Jacob DeGrom, but 300 innings. Until his arm literally fell off, but that also came with a price for him with arthritis. I think it was that end of his career, but yeah. At the end of the day, he did stuff at a time where he was just unique. He was he was a unicorn at that time, and that was really cool. Where Holiday was a, u- a unicorn in a different way, doing it more finesse style, but so and Carlton Kofax's was really good. Final it. season in 1966, 323 innings thrown. 8.83 strikeouts per nine, 2.1 walks per nine, a 1.73 ERA, a 2.07 FIP, and nine F4. Not bad. And then he pieced out. <laughs> yeah, because his arm was done, right? Yeah, he's he like, yeah. pitch anymore. And they just lost the World Series to the Orioles, and it was just goodbye. I mean, his, his 60s went... 6.3 F4, 5.7, 9.2, 6.1, 10, 9.1. Good lord. Not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> Speaking of bad, let's mm-hmm. talk about the Mets affiliates this week. Oh boy. Yeah. Definitely Less bad. The, yeah. The <laughs> last. <we> unfortunately. <laughs> I know the last two weeks, they have been just trash. 
Uh, Syracuse Mets, first up, they played the Charlotte Knights this week, and they went 2-3 and three against them, and they're currently playing right now as we record. Best case scenario, Syracuse splits the series against literally the worst team in the International League. The only team that's actually worse than them. Um, worst case scenario, they lose to literally the worst team in the International League. Uh, they are 50 and 66 right now, depending on if they win or lose. You know, add one to either win or loss column. But they're still a distant second <laughs> to last uh, 15 games behind the Durham Bulls. So Syracuse not uh, going anywhere. Binghamton Roney, Ronies. The Ronies <laughs> <laughs> played the Richmond Flying Squirrels, and they went 3-3 three and three against them, and that leaves them at 15-29 and 29 on the season. That is dead last in the International League Northeast, and 11 games behind the Portland Sea Dogs. I have to ask, what is a Roni? Is it short for pepperoni, rice Is it its own entity entirely? Uh, I... What the hell? That's a good question. Um, the Mets had in their system last year, I believe he played for Binghamton, Bradley Roney. So I feel like he would probably be the best guy to ask. Okay. We Get him probably, on the pod. Ask yeah, him exactly what a Roney is. Let's look <laughs> into this. <laughs> this merits further investigation. <laughs> Uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones, they played the Hudson Valley Renegades this week, and this was an important series because the Renegades are in first place and Brooklyn was in second. And Brooklyn failed miserably. Uh, they went 2-4 and four against Hudson Valley. Um, where is Hudson? I think they're in Fishkill, which is somewhere upstate. But they went 2-4 and four against them, and that leaves Brooklyn at 26-23 and 23 on the year, two and a half games behind Hudson Valley for first place. At least they're over 500 still in the second half after what a, a terrible first half that they had. So that's mm. something. Yeah, we're trending to the side of the minor leagues that got better as the year went on because obviously we'll talk about it later. But Syracuse lost Beatty and Binghamton lost Alvarez. And, you know, what I mean, so mm. Brooklyn that was gaining. That Binghamton roster is a little depressing yeah. right now. Because there's just no one in the middle of the system so dead, like. All the good prospects are in the Gulf Coast and shit now. <laughs> like, <laughs> all the guys who are, you're really excited about, we'll be talking about them in Brooklyn next year and maybe in Binghamton next year if things go well. Yep. Well, speaking of that bottom of the system, St. Lucie, they played the Lakeland Flying Tigers, and unfortunately they lost this series five games to one. Um, St. Lucie and Palm, Palm Beach Cardinals, they've basically been jockeying for first place, flip-flopping for a good two, three weeks now. And as things stand right now, the two teams are both 26 and 22, so they're tied for first place. And it feels like this happens a lot this year, but St. Lucie is going to be playing Palm Beach Cardinals this upcoming week. So depending on how that goes, uh, hopefully St. Lucie has a pretty solid lead over uh, Palm Beach when we're talking about them next week. Mm -hmm. And finally, the FCL Mets. Thank God for the FCL Mets. They are 33 and 20 on the season, and they went a perfect 5 and 0 this week. So something yeah, good. good. Yeah, something good happened at least. Thomas, do you have any Jet Williams takes? 
I mean, he's like he's doing his Jet Williams thing. Uh, I'm excited to see him in Brooklyn next year. I'm assuming he ends up at some point. But it's he's gonna be funny because he's just gonna like walk and steal bases, and he'll steal like two, three bases a game when he gets on and stuff. And he's yeah, playing short. Minors, just... No one, no one's gonna have any ability to throw him out. It's gonna be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Love those new rules. <clears throat> All right, so let's get to the meat and potatoes here this week. Let's start off with some some breaking news. Well, not really breaking news at this point, but some pretty recent news. It's sad news, actually. The San Francisco Giants have claimed Mets catching legend Patrick Mazzeco off of waivers, bringing his time with the team to a close. And it I'm is sorry, the I thought you said there was sad news. Oh, here. he's absolutely going to end up back in the Mets system. In, <laughs> like in two weeks. Uh, yeah, it's good. And, it's, and it's, we're gonna, gonna be the poaching there at some point. Yes, like they clearly value something with him in terms of his his abilities in, a, in a, around a baseball team. I don't know what it is because we don't see it because his on the field stuff is up and down, mostly down. But I think he ends up back here when the Giants DFA him again because I'm sure that'll happen. And we're literally going to be that scene from The Office with Michael screaming about Toby, is it? I've never actually watched The Office. I just know the Jim sets. No, God, please, no. I think it is Toby, yeah. It's 100% Toby. (laughs) I think that's when Toby comes back or whatever, because he's gone from Costa Rica. I'm not Mm going to go so far as to say if I was in a room with... Bin Laden, whoever the other person was, and Patrick Mazeka, I'd shoot Patrick Mazeka twice. But... <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Patrick Mazeka. Yes, yes, oh. I'm sure he's a lovely individual, and I bear him no ill will, but I do not have any desire here, desire to see him on any Met roster as a player ever again. Yeah, and Perez kind of does the same thing with just being a better catcher. It's, um, it's their replacement-level catchers. Yep, <laughs> yeah. By the and very nature. <laughs> now that they found a they found a third one they're clearly comfortable with, because I think the more I thought about the Mosaica stuff, the more I think it was not so much about him, but more not being comfortable with whoever else was down there. But they very clearly are comfortable with Perez because he's playing a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And he's not even he hasn't been bad. He's been fine. He's been a replacement level backup catcher. He had a big hit a few games ago. Yeah, I think he had a hit today, too. Yeah, yeah. So, it's hard to argue with if he's your third catcher. It's fine. I, he's an upgrade over Mazika. With uh, Mazika being gone, and here's another here's another uh, throwback name, Kevin Kazmorski, having retired a couple of years ago. Like the best players in Kingsport history are gone now. It's sad. That's a good oh, observation. I hadn't made that connection actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were both like accomplished college hitters in <laughs> King in Kingsford, like just destroying everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good times. I think Kazmorski hit like four hundred and Mazika hit like three fifty. It was fun. Yeah, Mazika was good then. Like Yeah. He was he was a good minor league player. And then he got to age appropriate level and mm-hmm. and that's what happens. Alright, so you know He's gone, but baseball is a game of rebirth, and you know one door closes with Mazeka being gone, and new ones are opening. And the last week has been pretty eventful in terms of player debuts, 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 the butts, the butts. So we are gonna start from 
the bottom and work our way up, um, starting with a bunch of 2022 draftees. Connor Brandon made his professional debut with the FCL Mets. He pitched a scoreless inning. He gave up a hit, but then that runner got erased when he was caught stealing. Uh, Dylan Tebrake made his professional debut also at the FCL Mets, and he pitched a scoreless inning. He gave up a hit, and he struck out a batter. DeAndre Smith, he made his professional debut FCL again, of course, and he is 0 for 7 in two games so far um, with one walk and two two strikeouts. (laughs) And last and certainly not least is Kevin Parada, and he made his professional debut with FCL Mets. And in two games, he is 2 for 6 with a double, two walks, two strikeouts, and he was hit by a pitch. Um, Mets already moved Blade Tidwell, Tyler Stewart, Paul Gervais, and Chase Eastep up from the SEL Mets to St. Lucie after like, you know, one or two uh, pitching appearances or a handful of games. So hopefully Parada, you know, gets promoted. I could see that last week. I think they already said, kind of indicated he's headed there soon. Is it Eastep or is it Estep? I don't actually know. I believe it's it's Estep, but... Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I thought it was S-step. So, I mean, we'll figure it out eventually. But. Yeah. I, I have to go back to, like, the, the videos and see. But um, he was too good for that level, S-step. And it's going to be the same thing with Parada. They're just – they played at a legit big conference, you know. Mm-hmm. Parada was arguably he went to the best yeah. – Parada was the best peer, hitter period in college baseball this year, arguably. Mm-hmm. So, like, the FCL yeah. is going to be a joke for him. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, especially with how late the draft is now. Yep. I'm fine yeah. with uh, kind of making the first year or whatever get used to professional baseball before we really go into high gear. Here's what a professional clubhouse is like. It's true. It, that, that stuff matters. It doesn't yeah. matter. I don't want to say it doesn't matter to us because don't go to the major league clubhouse. I mean, though. yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these guys, it's probably their first real job. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. That, yeah, yeah. It's probably good that they get some experience being in a professional setting, even if it's you know, <laughs> even a professional baseball setting. Um, because no matter how good you, you could go to Vanderbilt, like it's not the same as being yeah, in a professional setting. No matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Zero problem with them getting an adjustment at the FCL. Mm-hmm. Here's what it's like. Great. Go vacation for three months and come back ready to go. We'll see you in yep. 2023. Yep. Oh, Lindor just missed that. God And he damn. hit two foul ball home runs, too. Fuck. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully, I, I, I hope that, that uh, Parada gets sent to St. Lucie just so we can get some of the um, batting data from him. Mm-hmm. I could see him going to St. Lucie and then starting in Brooklyn next year. Yeah, to yeah kind of, I think so. Yeah. Or starting in St. Lucie and then sending him to Brooklyn really quick just to um, kind of get him to speed like up to the same level where he should be at. Yeah, the uh, Alvarez track where he was in Brooklyn. He was in St. Lucie mm-hmm. for like two weeks. Yeah. It's not like there's anyone that is on the same. Oh, what's the right word? track i guess uh, you know catching wise that would be oh yeah getting in prior's way like the most interesting catching guy that that is down there at that level is fernando villalobos 
he's not a bust. I'm not going to say he's a bust because he literally just turned 20. But, you know, he's like a secondary guy. He's a not an actual prospect prospect. He's just kind of like a guy like hmm, maybe one day. He like a backup not. catcher prospect type thing. Yeah. So no one's going to be taking away innings behind the plate from Parada. No one's going to be getting in the way of him DHing and getting enough at bats. So, yeah, he should have uh, plenty of time. This and year I and wonder if because he's an athletic kid, I wonder if they flirt with putting him at different positions too, uh, like in the outfield or at some something like that, just to that's valuable to have, especially if we'll see next year if Alvarez comes up and looks like he's going to be a good major league player. You could kind of get creative with that too, and you could do that in Brooklyn, and it won't really hurt his development because he's still hitting and he'd still be doing the majority of the catching. Mm-hmm. Because he's not he's not an Alvarez type where it's catcher or DH. He can't Alvarez can't even really be a first baseman. Parada is more athletic than him. Bryce Harper path. I like it. <laughs> I was going Wilson Contreras, Will Smith path, but I like it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you know, shoot for the stars, Bryce Harper. Um, moving all the way up the ladder now, Brett Beatty. He made his his long-awaited, I guess, MLB debut. Uh, last Wednesday, in storybook fashion, he hit his uh, he hit a home run in his first at bat. Family and friends were in the stands, and everyone rejoiced, and it was very nice. And in his first couple of games so far, he's kind of been a little eh. You know, I didn't think he was going to light the world on fire, but I thought he'd maybe draw a couple more walks than he has so far. But eh, you know, he had. He's a, also a, faced some really good pitchers. Yeah, so like he's had his he had a nice moment to that that started his career and it could never be taken away from him and the family had a nice moment and it's a handful of games so far so you know it is whatever but we're happy yeah he's like a rookie i'm a little and this was something i noticed when they called him up as well like his his initial exposure to triple a he was slipping back into those ground ball heavy ways and he's been pretty ground ball heavy in the majors so far, and he, he's hitting the ball really hard, right? He's he's like he's making good contact, but um, and he's also like demonstrating an ability to fix this problem before. But I think that is something to keep an eye on, uh, especially if he's here for a longer sample and we get a more meaningful representative look. Um, I think it at the very least is going to be here for a month because yeah, when Escobar comes back, they're not going to keep Yolmer Sanchez around for, I would you know, they, they'll yeah. platoon him and Beatty, which I think is correct, but mm-hmm. he has until Giorme comes back, which is September. So we're going to have a, and I think it'll serve him well to be eased into Major League Baseball. I don't think necessarily you need to go, every every prospect doesn't need to be your full bore guy right away. You could ease guys in because it's a totally different ball game, but mm-hmm. he looks like a rookie sometimes. Like, that's really what it is. He he hasn't come up and been Vaughn Grissom where he's hitting 380 or whatever. And that's fine. That's going to happen to most guys. It's, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's not that's the exception, not the rule for that stuff. So we're saying that he's he's derping right now, basically. <laughs> I just closed his Fangraphs tab, but I wanted to check what the heck is his... His Z-Contact is... 100% right now. His contact rate's 84%, right? Like, so the, the 
that's maybe the biggest positive sign right now. He's not getting fooled, really. He's not, like, seeing Major League breaking stuff and being like, holy shit, I can't handle this. He's hitting the ball on the ground too much. He's fixed it once before. I think there's something, like, uh, uh, overall, it's still mostly encouraging. Mm-hmm. And he's done that against, like, Wheeler and Nola and mm-hmm. Max Freed. Like, he, A.J. Minter and Jose Alvarado diced them up. Well, it's fine, the two guys who do that in AAA, you know? Yep. Uh, it's from the left side. It's, yep. He, he just has to, the only way he's going to learn that is being in the majors. But Those guys are going to dice up most major league lefties. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, that is nothing, I'm, nothing against him. It's going to happen, and it's going to look like a 22-year-old or whatever he is against a major league vet who's really good. But also, he looked fine against Wheeler and Nolan, Max Fried, who's a lefty, and that was that was more encouraging than how the ground balls, which are a thing, are discouraging for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, he hasn't, like we've said, he hasn't looked overmatched or just completely like he doesn't belong at any point. <clears throat> and that bodes well. Give you one more. So his average exit velocity is right now is 89 and a half. Puts him right around guys like Wilson Contreras, Alec Bohm, Max Muncie, Josh Naylor, Pete Alonso. So fix the launch angle and uh, yeah, you got just, something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, he started the year off hitting way too many ground balls, like you guys discussed last week, and he kind of turned that around in June when he um, came back from a disabled list stint, and now he's, you know, he, he went off in June and July, so, and, and part of August. It's also, like, five games. <laughs> like, at the end of the <laughs> yeah. day, the sample is very tiny for him right now, so, not saying that it's not a problem because it was a previous thing, that's why it's on our radar, but I think... If it wasn't a previous thing, then it would just be, oh, he's hitting the ball on the grounds in this little stretch here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thomas, don't you understand we need to talk about something for content? <laughs> oh, no, we do. I mean, we could just talk about how good Nate Fisher is. That's fine. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Don't worry. We'll, 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 we'll get there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. So Brett Beatty is not the only major league debut that uh, has occurred in the last couple of days. Jose Budo, he also made his debut. He pitched on Sunday because of the doubleheader this uh, you know, Saturday and then injuries to Carlos Carrasco and Taiwan Walker. And I wasn't expecting much. Um, and it really went as I expected. You know, I've never been much of a Budo fan, I have to admit. 
I saw him a lot, and I thought he was very eh. And basically, this was a recipe for disaster. Oh. A pitcher who's very eh, a two-pitch pitcher, average fastball, above-average changeup, has extreme fly ball tendencies, pitching in Citizens Bank ballpark. You know, well, what what do you what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, I that first inning was why he was sent back out in the fourth. Yeah, because they honestly yeah. had they got a nice little. If if you would have told me four runs in three innings, I would have been like, okay, yeah. Like, I, I, it's not great, but you kept, you definitely kept the Mets in the game, which is what he did. And then they pushed him a little too far. And there you go. Mm-hmm. Like that first inning was terrible. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy he settled down in those, those next couple of innings. Cause at least, you know, he would have been able to hang his high, his head high and say, okay, I got roughed up the beginning, but I, I, you know, powered through everything. But then, you know, he was, like you said, he was left in just one inning too many. Uh, he gave up that second home run to Al Bohm, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, yeah it's always a tough spot. It's a spot start for him. He pitched, like, I think he threw an inning on Thursday. Yeah, it was like a one-inning kind of bullpen session. He opened the game, yeah. yeah. And so, at the end of the day, he hasn't really pitched in a week or so, too, which isn't ideal for a guy it's kind of it's a tough spot it, it really is and um obviously i'm not i'm not the biggest budo fan either but it's nice to see get his debut anyway yeah like good for him he got he got the call you know that is the ultimate goal exactly <laughs> he'll have a baseball card and and he'll get that prorated salary for whatever one game he gives me extreme like raise minor leaguer vibes too where they mm-hmm. teach him some slider and he is end up ends up a solid pitcher because he needs another breaking pitch yeah i mean he he's not a viable starter at this point in his career and you know with the way that he's been going i don't know if he will ever be one here i don't know but i mean he is he's basically a two-pitch guy and he suffers extremely once he gets past an inning in the minor leagues, anyway. Once he gets past, you know, uh, a lineup for one time. Like I wrote the, I wrote a, a thing, an article that went up about him, and I, I looked at the numbers. In the fourth inning, he has like a 4.9 ERA. In the fifth inning, he has like a nine ERA. In the sixth inning, he has like a, a five ERA, and he's never actually like pitched beyond that, except in you know uh, one to two times in relief. You know, so yeah, I think if you teach him a breaking pitch and make him a like a two inning reliever guy, I could kind of see something there. But I don't think the Mets have the have the facilities to do that at this current state in their player development cycle because they just haven't done that with other guys yet. So mm-hmm. all right, um, another guy who's made his debut, Nate Fisher. He came in for relief of Jose Budo. He also made his major league debut. Um, he's been solid with Binghamton and Syracuse this year. He has a combined 338 ERA in 72 innings, 62 hits allowed, 31 walks, and 71 strikeouts. Uh, like Budo, you know, he's really here more out of necessity in, a, in an emergency situation. But, you know, same thing. Good for him. He's going to get that prorated salary, and, and he's going to get that baseball card and everything. So we're happy for he him. He looked good, honestly. 
Yeah. Like, he looked like a guy who you don't DFA, you option, and you keep bringing him up and sending him back down. Just a shuttle arm for the rest of the season. Because he, he didn't really get hit hard. He threw, he has a few pitches that he could throw for strikes, and he tunnels them, and he looked fine. I was more impressed with Fisher than I expected to be. Yeah, same. I mean, he was, uh, you know, signed by the Mets as a free agent over the winter. Um, re- re- I mean, it's crazy when you think about his whole story from beginning to end. He was signed by the Mariners as an undrafted free agent. He got released during COVID. Um, and then the Mariners, you know, when, when the 2021 season started, they signed him back. And, you know, then we signed him and here he is now pitching the major league. So And he was like out of baseball. Uh, yeah, like he was done. He he thought he was basically. Yeah. He's like a financial advisor somewhere, making Some, the, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've seen several people tweet some version of he was money because. Nice. Very funny. Very comedic. Yep. And then um, one more, not exactly a debut, but kind of because it's the first time that this guy stood up for the Mets. Tomas Nito, he got put on the on the injured list because of COVID again. This poor guy. This is like the third time he's gotten COVID. Um, it's not going to be a long thing, obviously, with him. But he's unavailable, and James McCann sadly is not very good again. And the Mets needed a catcher, and Francisco Alvarez has really not been particularly great lately. In his last two weeks, he's hitting a buck fourteen with a three forty seven OPS, which is very not good and he's only hitting 165 with a 678 ops in this whole month that he's been with syracuse so he hasn't really performed to the point where the mets have, are, are getting their hand forced so they called up michael perez instead um the mets acquired perez from the pittsburgh pirates a couple of weeks ago um exchange for cash at the trade deadline where i think it was actually a little bit before either way though, yeah it was so it was around the time when they were going through it catcher injury wise. Um, yeah. When they needed to call up a bunch of dudes from Syracuse, they acquired him to have mm-hmm. him catch for Syracuse, and he just stayed around. But it's only been a couple of games. You know, he hasn't lit the world on fire. He doesn't have to, but he's you know the couple of hits that he's had, he's made them count. He's driven in a couple of runs, so you know, good, good for him. And again, same thing, you know. Get that prorated salary while you can. Because mm-hmm. as soon as Nito's back, you know, Perez is going to go back down to Syracuse. But a friend of mine showed me something, and this is actually really funny. Can you guys go to Baseball Savant, go to his page for a second? Michael Perez? Yeah. Uh, I did this recently because I own him on my NPL team. It's um, oh, nice. His similar batters. Pretty. Went to the wrong Michael Perez. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there are quite a few. There's one in the Tampa Bay system, a pitcher. Similar batters to Michael Perez. Scrolling. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> what the hell is this third one? <laughs> I know, right? So, similar batters to Michael Perez. 2022 James McCann. Oh, no. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> 2022, Rough Net Odor. Here's the uh, punchline, though. Okay. 2020, Aaron Judge. 
Uh, oh, so what you're saying is the Mets got the 2024 MVP. I think so. And then, For cash. Was that and the year his shoulder was hurt? Uh, maybe not. Oh, no. Yes, it was. Because he only had 100 to play. He's still a 140 weighted. How is Michael mm-hmm. Perez in any way similar? <laughs> I think that's it, really uh, funny. It's because he has like 10 hits and like four of them are home runs or something like that. So his, you know, ISO is extremely like high. And then to to wrap that up, Jesus Aguilar and J.D. Martinez, who are no slouches either. So, yeah, the Mets... Mets made a very shrewd move in acquiring Michael Perez. His ISO is only 154, so mm. he oh, has six I... home runs in like 44 games. Well, seventeen is... six of his 17 home run six of his 17 hits are home runs. There you go. That's Aaron Judgeian. And he had three in one game, which is hilarious. <laughs> Like watching him play, I was how how did that happen? I know like stuff happens, but like Kirk knew what Heist doing it is like how does that happen? Right, <laughs> Captain Kirk. Wow, Kirk references, Kevin Kazmarski references. This is a. Uh... I loved New and Heist. Me like too. I thought he was. I I know he was just a whatever fourth outfielder, but I didn't care. He was one of my guys. Same. What's easier to spell, Kazmarski or New and Heist? New and Heist. <sighs> New and Heist. I also have N E I U in my phone autocorrects to new and yep, high yep. <laughs> so, so I didn't have to memorize it. Smart man, smart man. So yeah, the last couple of weeks, a ton of minor leaguers, you know, making their professional debuts and now, you know, guys oh excuse me, a lot of draftees making their professional debuts and then now minor leaguers making their major league debuts, so Maybe uh, in a couple of weeks we'll get a uh, Francisco Alvarez. Maybe in a couple of weeks we'll get a Mark Vientos. Who knows? Maybe we'll get Travis. I mean, Travis Blankenhorn made his debut already, but maybe he'll get some actual playing time. Top there prospect, was, Travis Jankow. Uh, don't, don't give me yeah, hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are guys in the system though who maybe can be contributors, and you know, with the way the the Mets have been playing and the way that the, the Braves have been playing lately, they might need all the help they can get because this is going to be this is looking like it's going to be a slog here. All right, if anyone has any questions, comments, whatever, <clears throat> you can send us an email at our email address from complex to queens at gmail.com. You could follow us on Twitter and shoot us questions there. I'm at Steve Seiper. Lucas is at Evlahos343, Ken is at Ken1191, and Thomas is at said Met Season SZN. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, rate and review, and of course we thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. <clears throat> so until then, love the Mets, love the Mets. <laughs> <laughs>